Thank you, Al. That was a great message. Let's give the Lord a hand and thank Al as well for that great message this morning around communion. You know, we've got your communion cups in your hands. You can't clap. Well, good to be here with you this morning in church. So good to see you here in the house of God this morning. And if you're watching online today, I'm going to ask that you send me a message. I have my phone here waiting. So if you're watching online, send me a text. I was very surprised who was watching at the first service. So let's surprise me again. And there was some people who were being very cheeky and sending me all sorts of funny things. But that's good. So we had a great night on Thursday night at Awaken. And I just want to say that God is starting to do things all around the nation right now where churches are coming together to go deeper in the things of the Spirit, to let the, the Word of God um, come and do greater things. And I think we need to be more creative in the church to make opportunities for the church to gather more than just on Sunday mornings. So at this stage, we're starting that Thursdays, once a month at 7 p.m. So I want to encourage you for September, come on out to, to Awaken. God will speak to you. It's a great time of worship. We extend that right out. Uh, we pray for one another, and it's just a, a really good time. And there's a, a great sense of the presence of God on Thursday night. Here we go. We've had someone, someone send me one. That, that's surprising. He's already gone home. That, that's not right. So, thanks, musicians. Let's give Penny a hand. What a great job on that. But those bass was going crazy today. That was awesome. So my message this morning is for those who sense that you're, you're bogged, stuck, trapped in a place that you don't want to be. It's like there's an invisible barrier where you are right now to where you want to go next. But it's like you have been stuck and you can't move forward. So you know, in a sense, there's uh, an enemy in the way holding you at that point. And there's lots of the different things areas of our life that you could be feeling that, not just one thing. So perhaps it could be a work thing, maybe a where you're living thing, a house thing, a family thing, um, anything in life that has stumped you and kept you in a place where you think, I don't really like it here, and, but, but I want to move on. But it could be just one part of life. It's not like your whole life is stuck in a, in a corner, but there's certain things where you think, this doesn't seem right that I'm caught in this place, in this area. So be encouraged today, the Lord says it's going to change. I want you to know today, your circumstance and your situation is going to change. And God wants to do something good for you. So I think there's some people wanting to move on spiritually uh, and there's been discouragement. There's been some kind of a discouraging effect upon your life and has been holding you back. I can see you all. What a wonderful, wonderful group today. So... I want to start with some scriptures here this morning. Psalm 91, verse 2 and 3. It says, uh, This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. I want to say to you this morning that when we see a trap like that picture there, it looks mean, it looks sharp, it looks like it's something you would avoid. But I was thinking about traps and all that kind of stuff and I thought that maybe I should just do like a, a picture of leaves on the ground and, and, and then it described to you that the trap is hidden underneath that. But I thought, just see that, the, the savagery of that, that image there. 
But if we could see the traps that the enemy has planned, we would avoid them. But I want to tell you, in the spiritual sense, the enemy always puts the trap out and disguises its intention. He doesn't say, hey, you know, put your hand in the trap uh, and, and look, this is a trap. He disguises it to make it look so good, so appealing, so right. But then when you get lured into it, you're caught. And today I want us to, to understand that we can walk out of the traps that the enemy has placed in our way. So the second scripture today, Haggai 2 verse 19 or Haggai says, I'm giving you a promise now while the seed is still in the barn. You've not yet harvested your grain and your grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates and olive trees have not yet produced their crops. But from this day onward, I will bless you. So what I'm saying today is August the 21st, from this day onward, a promise to you is the Lord will bless you. Is that a good promise? I don't think you believe it yet. That's a great promise. Yeah, well, fine. So. From this day onward, I will bless you. So what I want us to do and understand is there's a real power when we begin to declare God's word over ourselves. We declare God's word over our circumstances, the scripture over yourself as God's promise to you dictates the coming blessing. So what, what you've got to practice in your life is, is discovering things from the Word of God. So today you can discover that scripture. Write that with your lipstick on your mirror at home. Haggai 2 verse 19. From this day onward, I will bless you. That's God speaking to you. And when you begin to, when you begin to speak that over yourself, you're declaring that blessing. That's the power of the Word of God. And that's the, 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 the purpose of the Word of God is to be used in our life, to be spoken over ourselves. So I want you to begin expecting some moments from God that are sudden, dramatic victories. See, some, some enemies today are coming down. Some obstacles today are coming down. Some barriers today are coming down, not only in your life, but in the life of the church that has, that has maintained a line that we haven't been able to get past or go through. So my key verses today are 2 Samuel 5 verse 20, and uh, I'll just read it to you. So David went to Baal Perazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who bursts through. Let's look at 1 Chronicles 14, 11. And I'll, look at it, I'll read it off this screen because that screen gets all the attention. That, that projector is going to wear out because no one looks at this one. 1 Chronicles 14, 11 says this. So David and his troops went up to Baal Perazim and defeated the Philistines there. God did it, David exclaimed. He used me to burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So they named that place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who burst through. The same story found in two different parts of the scripture. But Baal Perazim is the word we want to look at today, the Lord who burst through. I mean, it's not an Arabian magician. If I was an Arabian magician, I'd call myself Baal Perazim, the great. Oh, that was a joke. You can laugh at that one. But it means it is the God 
who burst through. I want to introduce you to expect and experience your burst through. Whatever it is in those invisible lines that we are caught behind, that we haven't been able to step beyond. We're going to have some Baal Perazim moments today. The burst through is sudden, dramatic change and a victory in our life. So Port Lincoln needs some Baal Perazim believers who burst through the barriers, who burst through those invisible obstacles that are holding us in one place. Now Jesus is our, is our Baal Perazim. Jesus is your burst through. It's, it's he who does it. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I love that where it talks about victory over sin and death. So when Christ came, as El spoke about, the primary purpose of Jesus was to deal with sin that separates us spiritually from God. He dealt with that. The other thing that, that, that is really important is we also need to realize and understand that Jesus conquered death. He's not dead. Jesus died but rose again. And also we have that great hope when, when we die, that's not the end of our life. That is the start of a new life. It's a transition. It's a, it's a promotion to another level. And we need to know that as believers. There's, there, there is, there is a sadness in that uh, a separation when someone dies, but that's not defeat. There is, a, there is a, a, a further experience on the other side of this life we call eternity. And that's what we believe and that's what we aim for. So thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So things don't stay the same after God bursts through our enemy. Let's not be so comfortable in how things have been that we stop expecting and stop believing what God has in store. God has in store things beyond our experience. It doesn't matter how long we've been on that experience. There are things beyond our experience that God wants us to reach for. And to go after. So I want to give you some, uh, some points to our Baal Perizim burst through living or a burst through life. So number one, identify who the enemy really is. Isaiah 49 verse 25 says, But the Lord says, The captives of warriors will be released and the plunder of tyrants will be retrieved. For I will fight for those who fight... I will fight, sorry, I will fight those who fight you and I will save your children. So burst through comes when people unite against the external enemy. So we need to recognize who the enemy is. The enemy is the devil. So brawls in church or your house divert energy and resource that could be used to fight the real enemy. And we've all been in, you know, seen... Uh, household fights, things in, in our own houses where there's, there's tension going on. And that also sometimes, doesn't happen here, sometimes happens in the house of God where people start to argue, people start to fight. That There's an old-fashioned word called bickering where they bicker. It's like they niggle at each other and there's, there's tension in the house of God. We need to focus the energy upon the real enemy. So be on God's side. Often we use words like God's on my side. Ever felt that? 
there's a bit of an argument. You think, well, God's on my side. Uh, and we, we try and tell God what side of the fence he should stand on. But really, it's better to know you're on God's side. So it's about giving our life for Christ, knowing the word and standing by the word of God. So we're not saying, well, God, you've got to be on my side in this argument, but rather we're saying, God, I, I choose to stand on your side. So I honour the word of God and I stand upon the word of God. I honour your righteousness. I honour your judgments. I honour the Holy Spirit. And so we, we aim towards unity and that kind of a perspective in our journey. Isaiah 49 verse 25, the Lord says, the captives of warriors will be released. The enemy is a warrior and he's holding people captive. He's holding people captive to things saying, I'm not going to let you out. I'm not going to let you go. The plunder of tyrants, there is no worse tyrant than the enemy, the devil. And, and the word of, of the Lord says that the captives of the warrior will be released. That's us. And it says the plunder that he's taken... Uh, will be retrieved. You've got some plunder to ret retrieve today. You've got some captivity to be released from today. And uh, as I say, it, it may not be every single part of your life. There could be certain areas that you need to have the Baal Perizim burst through to give you that victory. So God will fight for you. And there is a generational promise here. He says, I'll fight your enemy uh, for your family and your children's children. That's a great picture for the church to believe that we are generational and the things that we, we fight for and we defeat today are also the things that will affect generationally down the track and after us. <clears throat> so the second thing we need to see is recognize God's part. Recognize God's part in the Baal Perizim. 2 Samuel 5.20, David went to Baal Perizim and defeated the Philistines and said, God did it. God did it. There are some things that we just can't fix, although we think we can, think we're in control. There are some things that we just can't fix on ourselves or by ourselves. See, when we take communion, Jesus said, remember me. And Jesus saying, get the attention upon the cross. Get your attention upon my redemptive work for you. We can't do that ourselves. And I think in some cases, Jesus taps us on the shoulder and asks, do you remember me? With that inflection, do you remember me? So we can be, we can be working through life and going through things and, and, and trying to plan it and organize it and make it happen all by ourselves. And Jesus is, is knocking on, on, our, on our door saying, do you remember me? How about you let me in? Let me work this out. See, the cross and the resurrection are our burst through. The Christian life is a supernatural life, living in the physical with a spiritual perspective that can take a bit of getting used to. The, the, the spiritual can take a bit of getting used to. And it's like this, back, back a, a while, they used to, um, there was a big thing, these 3D pictures. Who's ever knows what I'm talking about? They were a big thing. And... Uh, they're the, the things where you look at a picture of, of random, it's not a picture, it's, like a, it's just a thing. Just, there's just random squiggles and colours. You can't see a picture and it's just random squiggles and colours and it doesn't seem to, to, to be anything. 
And, uh, but if you train your eyes, there's a three-dimensional image in there. Who knows what I'm talking about here today? I once stood at a shop window for ages trying to see the, the picture, but I couldn't see it. And there was a few of them there in this window, and it said one was a horse, one was a rhinoceros, one was a yacht, and I'm like... But I'm a very persistent person, and so I went back the next week, and I go back to that window, and I go... There's nothing but random squiggles here. But I went back a week later again. Tried again. I still couldn't see anything. And you know, th this is th there's, there's some really crazy, sick people in the world. I was given a 3D book as a gift, as a birthday gift. Thanks for sending me crazy. But eventually, I worked out how to focus so I could see what was in the picture. And sometimes we just need to stop and refocus spiritually so that we begin to see things through a spiritual lens, not just a physical lens. So get our spiritual eyes of faith on and start seeing what the Holy Spirit reveals. So be willing to praise God through every circumstance. So we, we can't afford to go through this journey of life trying to, you know, trying to live a veneer of spirituality but not being able to see spiritual things. So we've got to tune our eye, our spiritual eye, to see spiritual things. So um, be willing to, to, to apply yourself to, sp to see spiritual things. It's like those squiggles and colors are like trying to read the Bible without the illumination of the Holy Spirit in it. It's like, no, oh, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, I don't understand what, what, what the Lord's trying to say here. But when we have the illumination, when we can focus our eyes spiritually, we go... Bam, bam, bam. God's speaking to me through his word. That's exciting. That's, a, that's the best life to live. So we're, we're not relying upon, you know, the, the, we, we've got the picture in front of us, but we can't make out what it's, supposed to, what it's supposed to be. It says there's a rhinoceros in here, but I can't see it. The Holy Spirit wants us to see the way through every circumstance. The Holy Spirit wants us to, to, to break through and to, to have the, the Baal Perizim in our life, and he will use the word of God if we'll tune our eyes to see what the Spirit is saying. Oh, someone's excited. The third thing is recognize your part. God will use you in the bursary. God will use you. There are things you can do, and let's look at the, the start of this verse for a clue. First Chronicles 14.11, it says, David exclaimed, he used me to burst through my enemies like a raging flood. God used me to burst through my enemies like a raging flood. I love that description, a raging flood. It's like there, there is no opposition that is going to stop that. There is no barrier that's going to hold that back, a raging flood that's going to burst through. So David and his troops went up to Baal Perizim and defeated the Philistines there. So I want you to see some things about David exclaimed he used me to burst through. Look at this. They didn't stay home and defeat the Philistines. They went up there. So David and his troops, you and the church, you and your life group, you and other believers, it's important that you are with the others to get the best momentum for your burst through. It's you and others. It's never you all by yourself. See, David went with his troops. He went with the army and there was an important burst through 
that took place. So if you're hoping for Baal Perizim Bursu in a relationship, then you have to go up there. These are some things for, 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 the, for, for that. You might have to go up there and forgive. You might have to go up there and apologize. You might have to go up there and bring a gift. You might have to go up there and do something. So David exclaimed, he used me to burst through my enemies. God will use you to burst through that area of your life. Another one, if, you're, um, if you want the, 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 the Baal Perizim burst through at work, you, you want that promotion, then you have to go up there. You, you have to study. You'll have to, you'll have to prepare yourself. You'll have to work your best. Be there early. Be prepared. Know your stuff. And the promotion will come. And, the, and you'll say, he used me to burst through my enemies. Where I was stuck, where there was an invisible barrier. God helped me burst through. But I went up there. I prepared myself for the burst through. So to get the Baal Perizim burst through spiritually, be in the house of God. As much as you can. Go up there. Pray. Worship the Lord. Speak the word of God over your life. If you want a spiritual breakthrough, you want the spiritual Baal Perizim burst, burst through, then do those things. Be part of the, the Perizim burst through. Turn up there. There's a big power in just turning up there. So in sport, if you don't turn up, you're automatically disqualified. You lose. No, con no compensation. I think that's really, really bad. I think we, the next Olympics, everyone in the world should get a medal. Whether you turn up or not, because it's not fair for all the rest of us who don't get a medal. I think that's the way the world's going now. And it's, it, it should be that everyone in the whole world gets a medal. I'm going to send them a letter to the Inter International Olympic Committee and say, oh, I think it's so unfair that I've never got a medal. But in, in that arena, if you don't turn up, you're automatically disqualified, you lose, you get nothing. The burst through from the Lord, just turn up. That's your bit and let God do the rest. I'm going to invite the musicians to come back and join, join me here, please. See, Jesus, our Baal Perizim, is our burst through. I'm going to give you some examples of Jesus and how he burst through in people's lives. There's a story of a man in the synagogue with a withered hand and Jesus said, reach out your hand. And Josh, my son, says, it's funny how Jesus told the guy to reach out his hand. He says he had a withered hand. So I know if it was me, I'd say, okay, Jesus asked me to do something. He said, reach out my hand. I'll reach out my good hand. Wouldn't you think, oh, I'll reach out the good hand. But it says he, he reached out his withered hand and it was instantly healed. That's Matthew 12, verse 13, if you're taking notes. So Jesus wants us sometimes to reach out in our weakness. Reach out so everyone can see our broken part. And Jesus said, when you do that, I will heal you. So Jesus said, reach out your hand. He reached it out and he was healed instantly. There's a dead boy that Jesus raised at the funeral. It says that he, he, his mother was a widow. So she's already had death and pain in her life. And now her only son is has died and they're having the funeral and Jesus sees the funeral procession and there's, a, there's the, 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 the funeral director walking in the front and then the mother weeping and the pallbearers carrying the coffin 
Jesus stops and he, 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 he touches the coffin and raises this young man back to life. And then the, the, the funeral director was so angry. He started asking, who's going to pay now? I've done a, I need to be paid at least half of a funeral price. No, that didn't really happen. I don't know what the funeral director thought or said, but that's found in Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 15. That, that young man had a Baal Perizim in his life. The Lord burst through the enemy of death and raised him from life. And his mother had a Baal Perizim that changed everything. There's a crippled man laying by the pool, instantly healed. He says he's crippled there for like 38 years or something. And Jesus comes and speaks to him and raises him up instantly healed. Matthew 15 verse 30 says, Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. See, there's blind, there's crippled, there's lepers. I also think of men like Zacchaeus. He had an integrity failure in his life, but all encountered a Baal Perizim burst through miracle when they encountered Jesus. And that's the purpose of Jesus, to, to bring that kind of element to us as believers. Can I just invite you to stand right now, if you will. Now, I have no clue, I don't know what you're facing today. But Jesus is your Baal Perizim. He is your burst through. If you feel bogged down, trapped, stuck in a particular part of your life. It could be you feel like that over your whole life. But it's time for your burst through miracle. It's time for you to say, Jesus, I'm going to leave that with you. There's some things I'm going to do, but there's things that you've got to do for me. And Jesus wants to be your Baal Perizim today. There may be a Philistine or two to contend with. It's time to burst through their lines. We're going to burst through those lines as a church over the next few months and start today. We're going to burst through the, the, the enemy's lines, but we have to start with that as individuals having the, the, the burst through. And we're going to sing and we're going to open the, the altar, we call it here, and invite you to come so that we can pray with you today. The team, our ministry team, will pray with you for your Baal Perizim, for your burst through. It's a greater than... than you know, just a, you know, a, a small little experience, but it can set you up for a whole future today. If you've never done that before, I want to invite you. Step right out. It's stepping out. It's like that man with the withered hand. He could have thought, well, people, I'll be embarrassed if I reach out my, 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 my withered hand. And the breakthrough starts when you can say, I don't care what the enemy's whispering in my ear anymore. I'm going to step out. I'm going to get prayer today. I'm going to step past those limitations and that can be the very start of your perizim, your burst, your burst through. So as we sing today, I'm going to invite you to come and then I'll come back and we'll pray over the whole church. But you need a breakthrough today. You need that burst through, that spiritual, that spiritual uh, avalanche or whatever it is that, that it is. You're going to take you out of limitations into the blessing 
It's going to take you away from the, the, from the captivity of the enemy and you're going to start to take back the plunder that he's taken in your life. It's a spiritual thing, but it also has a blessing physically in our life. So thanks, Katrina. She's going to lead us and, and I just invite you to come straight away and we'll just begin to pray for you as you come.